cleanse lepers, cast out demons. This is Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Call now with your question, 224-585-WSFI. That's 224-585-9734. Hello, and welcome to the show. We are so delighted to have Kyle Clement with us today. Um, He spoke at our conference at the WSFI Healing the Whole Person Conference uh, back in October at Marytown, and he's agreed to be one of our speakers uh, on this weekly radio show once a month. So we're lucky to have, we're blessed to have him today. Um, And Kyle, well, he was, um, he works for the Leo XIII Institute, which provides uh, education for exorcists. And Kyle facilitates priests who are learning to be exorcists and assist with the cases of deliverance across the country. And today, I understand Kyle uh, is going to speak about the significance of the Feast of the Presentation, which is exactly a week away next Thursday. So, Kyle, I'd like to welcome you to the program. Welcome. Thank you, Joan. It's wonderful to be with you today. Thank you. Let's dive in. The Holy Family has been so busy this season. When you look at their calendar, I think it brings us into some cosmic realization that starting with the nativity of our Lord, we have a progression that shows God in salvific history. And there is a progression that is not only of numerology, but of legality and order in right order. One of the real cautions against modernism and relativism is the loss of order and the loss of the true meaning of so many rites and rituals and traditions in our church. And I think that it is incumbent upon us to preserve uh, our faith in its entirety And anything that comes along must be uh, in conformity to that which precedes it. This is one of the main gifts of our faith, which is constancy. And you'll see that constancy is a reoccurring theme in our health as well as our spiritual well-being. Constancy. When you look at the word disease, it is a dis- ease or a lack or an interruption of that peace and so how does the presentation bring this to mind we often want the rules not to apply to us we want to argue our case that somehow we fall outside the requirement of the rules that our case is different we are somehow unique this feast is amazing in bringing us back to reality. So if we track the Holy Family from the Nativity, then eight days after his birth is his circumcision. This was a requirement that eight days after the birth he would be circumcised to represent his coming under the covenant, his compliance with the covenant. 
And I think it's interesting to note that what is circumcised is the generative principle. The covenant wasn't to cut off half of the left ear, to remove one third of the right big toe, to remove uh, your pinky finger. It was to remove the foreskin from the male member. This makes us realize that the generative principle is of and from God. Then we're going to be asked to circumcise our hearts, the spiritual generative principle, the spiritual generative principle, and bring them into compliance and conformity with God's will. So in eight days after his birth, he's circumcised. We also celebrate Mary on this day, the solemnity of the Theotokos, Mary, mother of God. Then we have the epiphany, they receive visitors from afar who recognize him as the king. Then scarcely have they gotten uh, through with the, vis the visitors, this visitation, then we're at the end of the 40 days of purification. Levitically, and under the law, a woman was to undergo a 40 days of purification before she could touch anything sacred or enter the temple following childbirth. We're talking about Mary. We're talking about the Immaculate Conception. She who was without stain of sin. Is she impure? I think that this is a wonderful time to look and see that legally she is. Actually, probably not. But what is operative here is for her to yield to the law. She doesn't argue to God that she gets a pass. She goes through the purification process and the requisite prayers, and she and Joseph present God to God. If anyone was to get a pass, would it not be this holy family? Would it not be Jesus, the Son of the living God? Would it not be He of prophecy, He of the star, He of, the, of such a unique virgin birth? But no, He's presented like any other child at the temple. The lesson out of the presentation is, there are many lessons, but the biggest is obedience and docility, in which Mary gives God back to God because he wants it. And she wants it because he wants it. This is that deep and abiding peace. This is that deep and abiding peace that pain and suffering cannot penetrate. At the time of the presentation, Simeon speaks up, and his words are echoed by the religious and by the, the lay faithful and all who participate in night prayer. Lord, now you let your servant go in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all the people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory for your people Israel. He says this as he holds the Christ child and Mary. She doesn't protest when he speaks of the sword that will pierce her heart. She takes these into her heart and she ponders them. Pondering is a lost art. Pondering is a lost activity which brings peace. Those who ponder suffer with purpose. And their pain quickly becomes sorrow 
and they know that it has value in the spiritual realm. Part of offering it up is the understanding that whatever is happening is happening in God's providence. It's within his holy will. And to submit to that gladly, willingly, this is the these are the, the elements in the disposition of sanctification. So when Joseph and Mary present the Christ, they're showing us, they are our exemplar, how to present our children, our grandchildren, to present all the fruits of our labor, to present all of it from God back to God, and to say, do with it as you will. I think it's difficult for us to understand, especially as parents and grandparents, that while our obligation to pray for these souls is a lifelong obligation, we must allow Lord, the Lord to be present to them in the same way he's present to us, that their relationship with him grow. And if it's painful, then we have the very thing which we can offer up for their deeper conversion, for our deeper conversion. This is the prayer of the father of the young man at the base of Mount Tabor who's asking for his son to be delivered from the demonic. And he says to Jesus, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. So as we approach the presentation, is there anything that we lay claim to that we would not gladly give to God. If the Immaculate Conception, she who is without stain and without sin, can offer a sin offering, can offer a thanksgiving offering in the two turtle doves, if she can appear with St. Joseph in the Christ child and offer back to God what is God's without reservation, what keeps us from doing that? What keeps us from being Mary at that scene, what keeps us from being Joseph at that scene, or Simeon. Call it up in the second chapter of Luke. Call it into your mind. Stand there on the steps with the Holy Family. Behold the Christ child, Simeon and Anna, the priest, St. Joseph. Recall them. Be these different characters and ask, what is moving in my heart at this moment? What am I begrudging our Lord? What am I holding back from him? This orients us for the entire year. This is the first formal feast of the new year in which Jesus is introduced to the world in the context of the temple under the law. I think that it gives prime example and testimony to the fact that Jesus upheld the law and he said himself not a word of it passes away in a time when things are being negotiated and changed and relaxed and our consciences are abraded constantly by accommodation to human fallibility and fallacies we must hold fast to what we know as the law his law inscribed on our hearts that it's a constant effort to make ourselves pleasing to him 
to cast from ourselves all that is not of him and to make presentation of ourselves. We also have a tradition here called in our faith, the candle mass, where all the, ca the candles for the year are blessed in this mass. The light for the year is blessed. But don't forget the secular mocking of this. This is a this is a holy day or a, a, a festal day that has transcended the, the calendar. It's one of the few that was in the traditional calendars that made it through the new changes, but it's constant because of its orientation 40 days after the nativity. Christ has been on this earth 40 days, present, born 40 days. And secular culture mocks this with something called Groundhog Day, in which a rodent will exit his burrow and make a prediction. <laughs> Of all the days, why did they pick this day? This is our Lord's day. This is Candlemas. I'll have nothing of the groundhog. Thank you very much. We should stand firm in our faith. All right. Thank you, Kyle. That was... Um Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is blessed with the opportunity to participate with WSFI Catholic Radio in the new evangelization. Holy Family is your local resource for books, CDs, and DVDs from Catholic Answers, Ignatius Press, and all of the other fine publishers featured on Catholic Radio. Holy Family also has the area's largest selection of baptism, communion, and confirmation gifts. Holy Family Catholic Bookstore is located at 9249 Old Green Bay Road, Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin. More information is available on Facebook. Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday? Or do you plan on working for that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. I'm Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life, and I invite you to share your hopes and dreams with me. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call me at 847-548-MAT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services not available in all states. Hello, this is Archbishop Blaise Supich, and I'm pleased to be here at the Pro-Life Rally, the March for Life here in Federal Plaza. And I've been asked the question, why is Catholic Radio important? Well, it's important because we need to get the word out. And more that we can broadcast widely the message of Jesus Christ, we really are doing the mission of the church. WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio is committed to bringing quality Catholic programs to our local community. We only can do that with your financial support. Take a moment now to donate online 
at wsfiradio.org or mail your tax-deductible donation to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. That's WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, P.O. Box 885, Libertyville, Illinois 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated. Ask him to um, to carry on with his wonderful thoughts about the presentation. We're going to take some of your prayer requests that you've emailed, and we have some, and then we have a bunch of others. So, the Lord knows all of these requests, and I'm going to ask Kyle if he'd pray for like two or three up front, and then we're going to put a, a bunch of them together, and maybe he can pray for all of those together, because otherwise it would take two hours. So. We have a prayer request, um, Kyle, from Jeanette, that her children would return to the church and make use of the sacraments. I think, Jeanette, first of all, to realize that the Lord is sharing with you such a wonderful gift. If the pain of one child distanced from the church can hurt our hearts so, think about the pain of the distance of a nation of a whole world that has turned their back on him. And so it gives us an opportunity to carry in one small part that which must be fostered upon him, that disrespect. And this is the reparation that our Blessed Mother and the angel talked about in the Fatima apparitions. And so I'll lead you in this prayer because at times we can all pray this prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit Lord we cast our eyes toward you not often enough we cast our thoughts toward you not often enough we give you our praise and thanksgiving not often enough but we embrace this opportunity to do reparation and to feel this pain in our heart to do reparation for the pain that we have caused you, Lord, through our separation. We pray that your mercy extend to our children and through our repertory acts and through our prayers and supplications. You might continue to flood grace into their life and that at some moment they might look toward you and make that beautiful, wonderful soul-to-soul -soul contact that they know your love as we know your love. Lord, most of all, let nothing in us be the occasion for them being separated from you. Let them come to find you. If it's through someone else, thanks be to God. Just so they find you, Lord. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, uh, Kyle, we have a prayer request from Deborah. Um, she has a special intention, but she also would like to thank you for your for your recent um, uh, your recent uh, you know commitment at Marytown to the Healing the Whole Person conference, in which you prayed for the return of some of her family members at, who have actually come back to the church. 
And so she wants to thank you for that, and then she asks you to pray for a special intention. Oh, thanks be to God. Um, Lord, we give you praise and glory and honor and thanksgiving for the returned members, for the healing of the mystical body of Christ, for the return of each one who is absent. We thank you, Lord, and we ask that you be mindful of our intentions and our frailties and our sufferings and teach us more how to use them, Lord, to benefit the mystical body of Christ. We give you praise and glory and honor. Your mercy endures forever. Amen. Thank you, Kyle. And now we have, I'm going to just uh, name them, Kyle, and then perhaps you could say a prayer, including all of these intentions. Um, we have a, a request for the March for Life for Friday that it be a great success. Maybe, maybe it does outdoes the other March for Life from last week. Um, then uh, Mary has asked for her anxiety, uh, for a prayer to lessen her anxiety. There's Donna who has breast cancer. There's a grandmother who prays for her grandchildren who are off the charts emotionally and who really need some help, discipline, whatever they need, could you help, could the Lord intervene in their lives and um, help them? And um, another, another uh, prayer request, including uh, from a grandmother, actually it's from me, for one of my granddaughters has tantrums. And so at six years old, and they're, um, they're not, um, they're increasing. So prayers for how to deal with that and for the child herself. Um, and then there's a, a text here. Uh, can you answer this in the context of God's omnipresence? Who and when do we have the authority to present people to God? Uh, someone has asked that question. Maybe we could take that separately, uh, Kyle. That seems like a lot here. Who and when do we have the authority to present people and to God? Um, having just presented you with a bunch of people, could you pray for them and then maybe answer this man who asks, where do we get the authority to present people to God? That's a wonderful question and opens up a, a whole um, relational authority issue and and so let's um, let's do the prayer and then we'll come to this briefly okay Lord I lift these people up to you because they have asked me to not for any merits of mine but they've asked Lord that you hear their petitions and be mindful of their petitions from a mouth other than theirs through no merits of mine, Lord. They ask that I lift them up and with no authority, only the love for the mystical body of Christ, do I lift them up to you, Lord. You know more what they need. They're well aware of what they want, but you know what they need, Lord. I ask you to help bridge that gap in their mind for them to discern clearly the difference between what they want and what you know they need for their spiritual help and their sanctification and their purity. 
If it is the healing of breast cancer, so be it. If it is a long and lingering death with the opportunity to do reparation for the past sins of themselves and for others, so be it. But to accept either answer gratefully and to present themselves in obedience to whatever it is that you have for them, knowing that your gift is the right gift and it's all gift. That is my prayer for all of these needs, Lord, to recognize in children and in their behavior an indication of what is wrong in marriages and in personal lives and the opportunity to do reparation, always reparation, Lord. So, Lord, this is my prayer for these petitioners. I am no different than they. I ask for what I want, not not knowing what I need. Perfect my imperfect prayer, Lord. May I accept gladly from your hands what you deign is needful for me. Help me conform my will to your will, Lord by getting rid of expectation and offense when those expectations are not met. Most of all, Lord, let me see these people and my family as you see them. Soften my heart, Lord. If I pray for them, please let me not stand in the way of them receiving grace from you. This is my prayer of intercession, Lord. I lift these people up to you for they are my brothers and my sisters. They are the mystical body of your your son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it is in his name that I offer these petitions. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Um, do you... Uh, I've, I think I've lost the, the text. We have so few minutes left, Kyle. Um, that's, that's quite all right. I remember it because it's a wonderful question. Okay. By what authority do we lift them up? I think that this is a, uh, it's a good question. And we can lift people up or we can bring people to the Lord in two ways. Um, let's talk about the way that, that was just done and which is an intercessory way. We get first discussion of this in the book of Job, where the Lord is indicating to um, various people that they should have Job pray for them based upon Job's experience, not because of his holiness, but because of his growing awareness of prayer and how to talk to God and how to petition God and and his awareness of how the Lord's will um, is present. And so I think that's the first one is the pure intercession. through no merit and with no authority. It is simply um, someone lifting another member of the mystical body of Christ up. And it's always for God's will to be made manifest and plain in that person's life. I think that the other way to do, um, to lift someone up, is through relational authority. This is a father for his children. 
this is a husband for his wife this is a um a, a boss or a um a man who is in a supervisory position for those that are under him this is a benefactor for his beneficiaries this is a relational authority issue where there's not only an obligation to pray but there is a an understanding of what the person um is desirous of and maybe what the person is needing so this position of authority uh, this position of stewardship is one in which God is actually asking us to be present prayerfully in their life and to help in that prayer articulate how we can be better bosses supervisors husbands fathers grandfathers we perfect our role through crafting the petition for those that are under us in relational authority. And most important is to pray upline, meaning those through whom God blesses us. We should pray for our bosses, our fathers, our grandfathers, our benefactors, our government officials, all of those who are in a position of authority whose decisions will directly impact us. We should be praying for them. This is a benefit beneficiary praying for their benefactor, for their holiness, for their sanctity, for their willingness to yield to God's will so that God's presence is more manifest in our lives through them. That's a that's a beautiful way to end our program, Kyle. I'm afraid we're just almost out of time. How to make a constant effort to make a presentation of ourselves to God in time for next week for the feast. Kyle, thank you so much for being with us, um, that you answered them so beautifully and with such a, uh, an inspiring prayer. So I feel like the Lord is right here, just listening and answering every every request. On WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information about this program or to purchase additional CD copies, please call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit us online at wsfiradio.org. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of